0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Welcome to Four Year Benefit, presented by NITP, the federal leader in retirement planning seminars, sponsored by WEPA. Join NITP for an hour of plain talk on planning your future. You've got questions, and they've got answers. Welcome to the January 2nd, 2023 Four Year Benefit Radio Show. We're here today with Karen Schaefer, certified financial planner longtime friend and fellow seminar presenter. My name is Bob Lines. Uh, we'll talk about how to keep those New Year's resolutions about money. So what's a, what's a common resolution that you find people don't want to abide by?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. I've been reading all the surveys, and the top ten resolutions uh, that people make, most of them are about money, and they either want to get out of debt or save more money or um, uh, invest more, right? That would be like kind of the the top three. And I've been doing this for a while and those come up almost year after year after year. New Year's resolution. And then of course, by February, we're all like, "Uh, whatever, and in December, I can't believe it. Okay, this year, I'm gonna do it for sure. And I think part of the problem, Bob, is that when people make a, a resolution about money, they're often, you know, looking at, well, common sense, of course I need to save a little bit more, or if I'm not feeling I'm on my game, I'm not feeling I'm getting where I need to be, or clearly the word is out, the debt is bad. Uh, But the problem is with people with their money resolutions, they don't know enough about the basics of how to make money work. It's part of a plan. And so they kind of flail around a little bit um, or uh, fail to get focused and Time slips by. It's just the way it is. But good news, you know, there, there are lots of experience out there now. Um, when we have to change uh, a habit, which is usually what happens when we're trying to achieve a resolution, there's a lot of research being done on, on what's really going to help people stick to it. And so the, the first step is, is let's just get be realistic about what we can accomplish. I I know that everybody wants to, um, feels like they've got to maybe pay off some debt, but we have to back that up and say, well, where's this debt coming from? I I talk to people often who are really kind of struggling with either the credit card debt or the home equity line of credit never seems to get paid down, or it just, you know, two steps forward and then two and a half steps back, and it's kind of a hamster wheel grind. And when I look at it, I say, well, here's the problem we need to make more money. We're living in a lifestyle that just can't be sustained here. And it's not that you're being frivolous, just kind of an expensive place to live or an expensive season in your life, you know, when it's all hitting all at once. And once they can see that, oh, it's not just me being weak or lazy or, um, unfocused. Um, it really is kind of impossible to do all these things at the same time even though I'm employed and I'm trying to be responsible, then we can get more realistic. Okay, let's back this up here a little bit, and can we put something aside for a while? Or can we just take these little baby steps here? Or maybe let's just spend the whole year getting organized, right, as a a, a very admirable resolution.
1: All right. Now, as far as tenure, you've been doing work with federal employees since…
0: For quite some time now, Bob, we oh. measure it in decades. I'm over four. <laughs> yeah.
1: And 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 uh, at, at, at first, I mean, I think both of us were on the leading edge of these doing these seminars that then became webinars. Yeah, Love um, be, that. Uh, because we used to do it, you know, uh, in person. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit of that now, but um, they they've accepted the uh, webinars extremely well. And, you know, we're kind of sort of doing one now. Maybe not like we would do if we were in front of the whole group.
0: Well, what's nice about um, whether you're you're training in person or you're doing a webinar, um, you can get the feedback. You know, somebody can really just put in the chat, okay, did that really mean or what about Or you can do a little poll question and say, okay, what's the number one thing you want to learn today? And get a bunch of ideas. So... That's important in the kind of advice I'm trying to give. Personal financial planning is never going to be one size fits all.
2: Mm. So we
0: really have to find out what is it that you're really trying to accomplish. If this is the new year and you really want to improve something, um, just like on, with a diet, you know, they're doing the research to show you can't just tell people to exercise more and eat less and expect success there's a whole mindset that goes with it and so we teach people how to um, be really uh, proud of what they accomplish and really take the time to go through and say alright you were saving nothing right or um, you were only putting you know 5% in your thrift savings plan and you've been with the government 15 years now um, we gotta see that improve um, you, right how do you do that well we got this nice cost of living allowance. I know costs are up, but hey, somehow we we juggled without the cost of living allowance last year with inflation. Let's take part of that cost of living allowance and put it right in your thrift savings plan. Let's make it kind of automatic, so you don't have to worry about am I being focused? Right, just um, come up with a habit that and and make it um, set it and forget it.
1: When you when you deal with just the, the client, if you will, that you profiled, do they find that they want the traditional one where they get a tax deduction or do they see the future and say, no, the Roth is the way to go?
0: Well, I don't find that, um, that there's a an answer to that. It, whether somebody, if I do the Roth um, a contribution to any kind of retirement account that's Roth, it means I'm not getting a um, a tax deduction. I'm going to pay more in taxes this year. The promise is that I'm going to get um, tax-free income on what I invest and the what I the income is more than what I invested. So logically, that makes a lot of sense. The problem is, what if I don't live long enough to get that benefit? Or what if they change the tax laws? Have you been reading about these tax law changes, Bob? Uh, yes, <laughs> four hundred pages landed <laughs> just a, a couple days ago. okay. Um, and or or what if I'm actually in a lower tax bracket? Or what if I need the tax deduction today so that I can be putting more in my thrift savings plan? so i i don't um I don't usually um, make it a, a a principle that people have to. Um, understand putting off uh, the the tax benefit with their Roth, I, I really look at what's working for them right now. You know, in an ideal world, I would love to have everybody with tax-free income in their retirement plans, um, but I don't know that that's the best advice for everybody.
1: And do they come in with uh, preconceived ideas?
0: Not so much. I think what really happens, um, Bob, especially when um, – you get people who look for an advisor um, based on either a, a really good referral, right? Somebody's had a, a, a good experience or um, somebody's come to a class or taken a webinar or heard you chat on the radio for a while on Mondays, <laughs> right? Um, they've got a problem and they want you to solve it more than um, they've got a preconceived um, notion on what's best. So it's it's more all right, I know how to pro- solve money problems. I just need to know a lot of detail um, about you before I, I know what's the best way to put your puzzle together.
1: Okay. i got I got a list of questions here, Karen. Okay. Um, try. Why are the New Year's resolutions about money so hard to keep? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. Well, we know. If it, because we're human beings, Bob, uh, we... <laughs> I think that it's hard to keep the New Year's resolution um, about um, money is because um, we don't work in a vacuum. It's usually, I'm not making all the decisions, right? Um, my taxes went up, the, gro- the grocery bill went up, um, a lot of people have a significant other or a spouse or, or they're raising a family and they need something. Life comes at us unannounced, right? Um, good news, bad news always involves money. So it's very easy to have a direction and a, a resolution and very easy to be pulled off of that. So one of the things that we suggest when if people want to improve their personal financial plan or they just want to make sure that it keeps going and reasonably well as it is, has been, is really do set a what, – what would you like to accomplish this year and why? Financially. Right? Well, it's, it's important. To, to have that kind of direction, because sometimes I find the resolution is unnecessary. You're already saving plenty, or it's unrealistic to save more money this year. What you need to do is not stress, so you can be a happier person, right? This inflation is is obnoxious, and but it won't be here forever, and you're doing your best, right? All right. Enjoy that.
1: So, uh, number one resolution is to pay off debt. Almost always, yeah. Where does one begin? If if I have debt problems, I probably have a list of creditors that I owe, or credit cards, or whatever else.
0: Right. Well, the first thing is uh, let's define the problem, right? If you want to pay off debt, some people want to pay off debt, and I tell them not to. Um, you know, they're still we're still meeting a lot of people who have two point five percent mortgages, right? Let's, right? let's slow that down a, a little bit. So. The, if the first, if you really do um, <clears throat> have as a goal, pay off some debt, let's organize it. Let's look at the most expensive debt first, right? And that is the credit card debt, without a doubt. So um, make the list, take a look at it, but also be realistic about um, w- what's available to pay off that debt. I have found that if people are really struggling with credit card debt, there are great um, uh, organizations out there that can really help. The National Federation of um, C- Consumer Credit Counselors is one that we've had a lot of success with. Where you meet a young person coming out of school, they didn't know any better, um, got the credit card debt, and it's twenty nine point nine nine percent interest, or the person who who had, um, you know, it was kind of a mid career. Um, Unexpected health problem, or went through a divorce they didn't see coming, and they've got the you know this expensive debt. There, there's not a, a way to pay that off legally, right? <laughs> without getting um, some help to get that 29.99% interest down, and these not-for-profit agencies can do that for you because they're funded by the credit card companies. They don't want you to default on these these debts right but they also aren't in the business of help taking you by the hand and helping you out and uh, my experience is that people wait too long they just wait too long to get that kind of help so it's a free phone call people are scared to death to make the phone call because won't it hurt my credit score having credit card debt eventually is going to hurt your credit score right It's, it's just a matter of time so make the phone call they'll explain how it works and i've seen them take just phenomenal debt, and get it cleared out in a matter of a year or two when I'm looking at it thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be five, six years if you're lucky, right? Um, I would never recommend one of those organizations that you hear advertised late at night when you were supposed to go to bed, but you didn't, and now you're waking up to whatever's on the TV. Yeah, they, they really get people at their most vulnerable and they'll say, you know, for $1,500, we can improve your credit, card score, your credit score. That's not what I don't care about my credit score. I care that these credit cards get paid off mm-hmm. and I can get that done for free. Never pay for that kind of help, right? Um, the other kind of debt every once in a while is that some pe- people just are over leveraged when it comes to um, their home and they're getting to a point where they might want to be retiring. And we have to get realistic about it. Is it really the mortgage that's the problem, or is it really too much house? Because Mm -hmm. it's easy to see, yeah, that's a big mortgage, but it's also a big heating bill and a big tax bill and a big insurance bill. But the interest rate's low. Yeah, but the interest rate's low. Uh, So (laughs) I often say, you know, I'm not telling you to sell it today, but let's agree that within this amount of time we're going to be downsized. And that means a whole different opportunity with – the mortgage yeah
1: okay Andrew says it's time to take a break or we'll,
2: we'll be in debt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't want Andrew to be uh, unhappy with us. Alrighty.
2: righty Thank you Andrew. Times have changed but WEPA's mission remains the same to promote the health, welfare and financial well-being of civilian federal employees. WEPA offers group term life insurance to civilian federal employees with up to 1.5 million in coverage regardless of salary. As a WEPA member, you can access exclusive rates and benefits not available to the general public. How does this compare to FEGLI? Unlike Fegley, WEPA's coverage amounts are not capped by your salary. WEPA will cover your family as well. For your children, WEPA offers double the benefits that FEGLI offers. And for your spouse, WEPA offers 20 times more coverage than Fegley. 20 times more coverage! WAPA's coverage is also portable if you decide to leave the federal government or retire. You can even supplement or replace your existing policy. See how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today.
1: All righty. Welcome back to For Your Benefit. We're here with Karen Schaefer, Certified Financial Planner. And I'm an accountant, and I'm kind of a tax accountant, so um, there's some synergy here. We've got uh, a number of different questions uh, let's do question three. People also say they want to save more, but too often another year goes by and they've saved nothing. Now, we hit this before the break. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make savings more uh, a real goal that sticks?
0: Well, there's no better way to to save more money than in your employer-sponsored plan. So for federal government employees, that's the thrift savings plan. And if you're not already at the maximum, which is $22,500 or 30,000 for those of us over the age of 50, right, that's a lot of money. If you're nowhere near that, I'm convinced that even um, increasing your contribution by 25 bucks a pay is so worth it that the minute we're done talking, you should really go online and, and, and do that. And then maybe get in the habit of, every time there's a pay increase, so, whether you actually get a promotion or just a little step increase or cost of living allowance kicks in, that's when, top of mind, I'm going to go to my thrift savings plan and increase it by 25, 50, 100 bucks. Um, you, you won't notice it. You absolutely won't notice it. And it's a, um, as smooth as could be, right? So, that's always my number one. Now, if you've got a spouse or a friend who's not a federal government employee and they don't happen to have, Uh, an employer-sponsored plan like a 401k or 403b or like, uh, you know, our friends have a thrift savings plan. You can actually set up a very similar situation for your IRA contributions. Individual retirement accounts are available to anybody who's got a job or who's married to somebody with a job, right? Either one. And this year it's $6,500 or again, $7,500 for somebody who's had the big five-oh birthday, right? (laughs) So, you know nobody's going to just wake up one morning and say oh i got this extra sixty five hundred dollars sitting around i guess i want to put that in an individual retirement account that just doesn't happen but a lot of us have 100 bucks or 20 bucks somewhere in between there that if i really put it aside i wouldn't notice that i had put it aside so we can set up an individual retirement account that automatically takes that kind of money right from my account where my paycheck gets um, deposited and make it seamless. Some people are really getting a little worried about how am I ever gonna help my kids with their education? 529 plans, same idea. Those are those tax advantage plans for saving for college, right? You put the money in there and the earnings will be tax free. Don't wait until it's some big significant amount of money Open it up with as little as they'll take from you, and tell everybody who loves your kid. Oh, by the way, I got this little account here, and and make it sure it's automatic. Some people need just a what you know is often called the emergency fund, right? They need a little more flexibility, just an account that we have no intentions of spending. And and um, and the, the advice there is again fund it. For a while just automatically but make it a separate account or some people actually let make it a separate financial institution so that it's i don't have the uh, the atm uh, as handy or i don't right it it doesn't show up on my feed all the time when i'm I'm looking at my phone or on on my computer um and I, i don't think we need to fund it indefinitely but i do like the idea of just setting it up so it automatically goes in there but again if if you've tried all of those things and it doesn't work yeah i've increased it but i always had to decrease it then we've got to go back to basics your goal isn't saving more your goal is i got to get organized here i'm i'm trying to save money when i've got expenses that are more than what I'm bringing in. Yeah. You know, the old make more, spend less, (laughs) modify the goal. Uh, Those are the tools we work with in financial planning.
1: Okay. Um, talk about inflation. Doesn't that make it even harder to save?
0: It does. I, you know, I understand that, um, many of us who were, were able to keep our jobs in a pandemic and, or work for the federal government, um, we have it easier than a lot of people. Um, but even, People with good government jobs are are noticing this inflation. And I think the idea here is to really um, take charge, be a little bit more proactive. If you know your grocery bill is up, right, what does that mean? Does it mean you're just going to harumph about it and still pay all your other bills? Or does it mean if my grocery bill goes up that I'm not going to be able to do something that's discretionary? right? I don't want these savings. They, they got to stay in place. So what, what, how do I spend money in a discretionary fashion, right? They, um, it's, it's, we all have an image of ourselves as, as being responsible, but uh, with money or, or, or being focused, but it's very easy to get into a habit where we're spending money and not really having much to show for it. Caitlin, who does my slides for me when we do the webinar, she did a great example of um, just reining in delicious coffee spending by $5 a day. It's pretty easy to spend $5 a day on coffee if you need two cups in the morning and (laughs) nothing sounds better than a cup of coffee mid-afternoon. And she coupled that, let me just do one simple rein in my discretionary spending with the routine investing. All right. Routine savings, routine investing that we were just talking about. And over a 10-year period of time, just changing one little behavior could amount to having an extra $50,000. Pretty darn close to it. Because she was taking that money and automatically putting it in the S&P 500, which sounds like it might be hard to do, but it's the C fund (laughs) in the thrift plan. right? It's available (laughs) to everybody kind of investing. And, um, you know, the... We know that if you can um, weather inflation, which it's it's high, but it's not um, inflation that we haven't seen before, Bob, and we got through that in the 80s. Uh, we probably didn't eat out as much or we probably didn't have expensive no. coffee as much no. or whatever is your particular discretionary expense, but we... It really encourage people to keep up with your thrift savings plan. We're just let's, right, maybe at the grocery store, I'm not buying as much convenience food as I used to. Or um, maybe when I'm getting together with the girlfriends, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be at home instead of let, let me meet you at that trendy place, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a workaround, and it's temporary. It won't be like this forever.
1: So um, if I looked at it from the opposite side, this was me, uh, and and I'm not alone with this. When I first um, got out of school, I saved before I ate, and yeah. uh, you know, I had to okay. This is the budget. This is what we're going to do, and that, that that had to go after a while. You mm-hmm. know, it's occasionally
0: nice. Yes, you had to join us as a human being, Bob. Right? <laughs> well, accountants are not such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm not that kind of financial planner where I'm going to say. This, this has to happen first. But I, I do like people to see the connection between those kinds of choices, right? Um, that where, you know, if you're just going to say yes to everything at, at some point, um, those, those uh, yeses are going to mean you have some doors slammed and, and, and no, no, you can't retire or no, you can't do that fun thing with your family or uh, yeah, it, that's just what happens.
1: And you work with uh, clients of all ages, a uh, significant percent federal employees. Yeah. Um, federal employees are are, are uh, generally very smart, uh, but maybe not so smart with uh, money. And so let's say, I won't call them a problem case, but somebody comes to you and says, listen, I, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do this.
0: Well, it's not so much that people aren't smart um, about money. is that they're uninformed. They're just uninformed. Okay. Right? So, um, or I, I find more um, that what we work with is people who just need a reality check. Look, I'm working for the federal government. I want to, they, they want to be reassured. Am I doing the best I can? Right? The assumption is sometimes when you've been in the workforce for 20 years and it still feels like, you really have to be thoughtful before you spend money or thoughtful before you choose um, uh, to pursue um, an activity or or, or a career decision um, because of the money impact, Um, people don't know, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's the way it's going to be for a long time. Um, And it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It means that you're being thoughtful. It doesn't mean you have to worry about money. Right, We can we can all always put together a plan that actually becomes pretty um, self-sustaining. As long as you do these couple things right, right, right out of the paycheck, the rest of the money is yours. You do whatever you want. Just don't cross the line over the credit card debt. And I, I think once people see that, they become empowered with, um, okay, now now I get it, right?
1: So when you, when you talk about that, we, we both speak to federal groups um, pretty much uh, right. entirely. Um, and uh, the, the questions that come in from, it depends sometimes on the agency. Some agencies are a little quieter than others. And it's not that they're nervous or they just don't talk a lot. So right. when you're doing the webinar, sometimes I, I can't go to the next subject unless somebody asks me a question. <laughs> and usually you can get, but it's generally about money but not entirely. Uh, It's it's the benefits, and I don't teach benefits, but they go, well, what about this thrift thing? Uh, You know, I got a tax deduction here versus there, and um, sometimes they get uh, more focused with the tax deduction than the economics.
0: Well, that's, you know, where um, I see that Uh, right now, these days, people are are really asking questions about um, uh, mortgages and um, the whole housing market you know, over the last um, uh, couple of years of the pandemic, when prices just went crazy on us, right, irrationally exuberant, um, and then it, it, people, you know, if you didn't have um, a, a full price or more offer contract ready when you went to the open house, odds are you were going to be outbid on the thing, and and then you know, so people got really frustrated with trying to buy houses, and and then the mortgage rates just doubled so all of a sudden like okay now that the housing market it seems to have cooled overnight Mm -hmm. um, in a a lot of zip codes um, it's now that much more expensive so I'm getting a lot of questions on how important is it for me to buy this house I feel like I I, that was my second job for two years Mm -hmm. trying to buy a house and now it's you know that much more expensive and I really think that um, we, we're getting a little too worried about these higher mortgage rates and a little too um, uh, demoralized about what's going on, there will be some great opportunities in housing. People are gonna have to sell houses and so their prices are gonna come down. So yeah, you might have a more expensive interest rate on your mortgage, but if you're prepared, if you don't throw up your hands um, and say, this is beyond me. Uh, if you're prepared and working with that, building that down payment money, um, I, I think people are going to see some, some great opportunities come along.
1: How do you start with the down payment? Yeah. Uh, I mean, is is it X dollars? Is it X percent of the... We well, always
0: work back, you always have to work backwards, right? So the first thing is, how do you know you're ready to even buy a house? We shouldn't be buying anything if we don't, envision ourselves there being at least five years because the cost of buying it and selling it is expensive, mm. right? So we're, we're, we're ready to put down some roots and build some equity. It's a smart financial decision, but it's not if you're gonna, uh, if you anticipate moving or, or if you buy the wrong place, right? Mm-hmm. So some people say, well, I can get so much more house if I'm on beyond the beltway, um, Yes, you can, and if your office is making you come back in and commute again, you're going to be hating yourself, right? So let's, let's just find, are we ready to buy the house? And then once, once we, we can see ourselves someplace for five years, then I always tell people, let's really narrow it down to, well, how much does this buy for you? You know, how, how much um, would you be happy with? if are you doing the condo are you doing the townhouse could you see yourself there for five years are you doing the single family dwelling um and what are they selling for in neighborhoods that you can really see yourself in so are you at a stage of life where you're really looking at school districts are you at a stage of life where you're really looking to be um, in the city or do you really need some space well i i don't know but you kind of do and then what do houses sell for Conventional financing says I need 20% of that price for a down payment. It's a lot of money. Uh, I don't I don't care if we're, we're starting modest, uh, right? It's a, it's a lot of money, but it's also something that we can do a little arithmetic on and just see. Okay. If I'm really going to have to get from here to there, what can I do without? How can I live below my means to get towards this goal and a we set it up in a separate account. That's that's down, pay, down payment money um, for people who need that.
1: Okay. So I'm listening in today's uh, show mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a federal employee and I go, okay, I know what the TSP is, but TSP participants, I understand can choose between different mutual funds or uh, through the new mutual fund window. Do you think that that means people will leave their money in the TSP instead of Transferring it to an IRA? How'd <laughs> you get over there?
0: So, yeah, um, I don't know. All right, so we got to back up here, Bob. Oh, yeah. um, the Thrift Savings Plan um, uh, introduced something new in June, I guess, of, of 2022. And when I first heard this mutual fund window was coming, I thought this is brilliant because the Thrift Savings Plan is a, a phenomenal plan, the best thing that ever happened to federal government employees. But it really only had five core choices, the um, five different funds, the G, F, C, S, and I, or portfolios that were comprised of those five funds, right? And so when, and and it's perfectly adequate, actually, perfectly great for when you're accumulating money, but they didn't give us quite the choices we needed for the spending down of money. You're either in the G fund, never going to see the value drop because the G fund is out of the market. As we say, it's like being in a savings account, Um, or you're in the market taking the full rock and roll ride upside down. So we, um, we, the thrift board, people would have to move to an IRA if they wanted a more moderate, keep pace with inflation, but not quite so volatile spending experience when they when they retired so and and you know that's that's a problem for the thrift board because the the more money that they have the more they can keep their fees down right so if everybody's leaving when the accounts are big um so I, this mutual fund window was announced and what you can do with this window is still be with it in the thrift savings plan pay a little bit of a fee to open the window and see from what I hear, because I don't have a thrift account, like 5,000 different mutual funds. I mean, everything's in there um, that you could invest in. Not individual stocks and bonds and not cryptocurrency, thank God, but you know, mutual funds, investment companies of, of all stripes and polka dots are in there. So I thought this was brilliant. Nobody will have to think about an IRA again until they really did show us what the fees are. And it's really expensive. And it's a little complicated. You can, you can only do it with this much money and this much time. And it's like almost $30 per transaction where in, in a, 150 bucks a year just to keep the window open. And like, okay, um, that sounds expensive. And in an IRA, you could do that at no cost. So I'm not really sure why that happened, um, but I'm not convinced it's going to slow down the thoughtful... Um, retiree from the federal government who's saying, okay, I could leave my money with the thrift plan, but now that I'm not adding to it, the volatility is a real problem. Um, Or I could move it to an IRA and manage that volatility with more balanced um, or income-producing investments.
1: So if if, um, somebody was to come to you and say, I want to maximize my thrift, you might say, okay, these are the positives and not that we're looking for the negatives. And, uh, and I want to put money in an IRA. Of course, putting money in an IRA is ne- not near as well, much as it is. In well, the let's thrift. be clear.
0: There is nothing better than the thrift plan when you're accumulating wealth. Okay. Right. Um, IRAs might be in addition, if you've got extra money, okay, mm-hmm. do that too. But it, I'm talking about when you retire, Okay, when you retire, there's a definite pro and con with leaving money in the thrift plan you're not making new contributions to it or moving it to an ira i kind of thought this mutual fund window was going to level that it didn't no no okay
1: (laughs) okay we got that yeah um is telling us to take a break i get so captivating listening to you i forget forget we're supposed to do commercials especially for nitp let's do it
2: who do you trust when making your most important decisions? National Institute of Transition Planning has been the trusted source for federal retirement planning, serving new, mid-career, and pre-retirement federal employees for more than 30 years. NITP's subject matter experts bring more than 800 years of collective expertise on federal benefits, financial, transition, and estate planning. Visit NITPinc.com, that's nitpinc.com to sign up for their free monthly newsletter and information about free webinars. Are you at the mid-career stage of your federal career? Or do you plan to retire in the next five years and wonder if you are prepared for retirement? No matter what career stage you are, it's never too early to dot the I's and cross the T's. NITP now offers online open enrollment training to help you understand your federal benefits package and financial planning options with tips and tools to plan and fine-tune your retirement planning goals. Visit NITPINC.com to download the current brochure and calendar.
1: Welcome back to today's uh, For Your Benefit radio show. Final leg of it, uh, Karen Schaefer, certified financial planner, has been um, uh, educating all of us. Notice I said of us. Um, So we've made it to a new year. What's new in the money world?
0: Well, I'll tell you, Bob. I I mentioned it earlier. We had this Secure Act 2.0 and... I'll be honest, I haven't even tried to read all 400 pages of it. Um, I did appreciate that somebody on my team gave me some bullet points with, I, I think these are the things in the SECURE Act that are really going to affect our, our clients. And that means um, most of your listening audience here. So the, um, a real. let me start with good news, right? The good news is that draconian um, penalty for failing to take a required minimum distribution Remember how that all all worked? If you're over the age now of 72 and you fail to take the required amount out of your thrift plan, your IRA, any qualified retirement account, was 50%. And there was no getting around that. If you just, you know, it, even if it was an honest mistake, you requested it and they didn't send it, it was a 50% penalty. So now it's down to 25%, which is, is still quite a penalty. <laughs> but here's the good news down to 10% if you actually pay it. So if it was an honest mistake, now you take the distribution, you pay the tax, the penalty's really only 10%, right? Yeah. That's, that's huge. I mean, I, I, we have to comply, but a 50% penalty, you didn't see that anywhere in tax law. So that's good news. Um, I did kind of like, uh, I, I think it, we got people's attention with that 50% yeah. penalty, but I love this idea of making it more realistic. A 25% penalty will get your attention. And hey, if you just pay it, it's only a 10% penalty and then you're done. But of course, we have to keep doing those required minimum distributions. That's, that's every
1: year. amazing because, you know, on, on the outside world, the, the penalties aren't that much, I don't think, for people that yeah. uh, steal money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I don't know wh- why that was. but and that, But it had been around since for like forever. And now it's it's reasonable. It's a reasonable heads up. You gotta take your RMD. If you screw it up, maybe once it'll be 10% penalty for you. The other news, and I didn't see this one coming. I don't know if you did. Required minimum distribution age is moving up again. Yeah. 73. Yeah. What the heck? I always said I would retire when it was time for me to take required minimum (laughs) distributions. This is never gonna happen.
1: Is it kind of like an investment that goes up a little bit each year?
0: I guess. now. It's for it. Does, this one um, starts in in um, 2023, which is nice. But some of these, it's confusing when you read some of these different things that are happening when they phase in, right? So mm-hmm. um, again, I'm just highlighting some of the things that I think many of us are going to be interested in. This one I thought was pretty cool. There would be a tax and penalty free rollover from 529 plans to Roth IRAs. Now think about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, some people really would hesitate to put money in a 529 plan because, you know, we're looking at an adorable baby. What if they never go to school? And I would always say, get the money in there. The definition of a qualified education expense is so broad. We'll be able to use it. And if this kid is so brilliant they get a full scholarship or, um, uh, you know, goes in the completely the other so – too smart for, for an education – Right? We just name a different beneficiary. You still control the money, right? I could take the the money <clears throat> that I save for one of the kids and use it for senior out, you know, um, international travel. Believe it or not, one of the universities is offering it's some senior education opportunity, and you can use five two nine plan money for it. So I was never really worried about this, but of having too much money in a five two nine plan, I could always figure out a way to spend it without a penalty on a family member. I literally met one person in my entire career who came up to me, I think it was Department of State, as a matter of fact, big auditorium (laughs) full of people, and she said, I know you're not worried about overfunding 529 plans, but my husband and I are both only children, our son is an only child, and I think we've got too much money in there. And I hope she's listening because now, if there is too much money in there, right, she can take, their son can take um, money every year up to $35,000 um, and put it into its, uh, a Roth IRA. What's 30, not to like. What's not to like, right? So it's a, a maximum right now of $35,000. Doesn't start till 2024. Okay, fine. And he'd be limited to $6,500 a year, but that's great. And then the rest of it, we're going to have to learn how to spend on educational experiences um, until he has kids, right? So I love that one. Um, The other um, uh, automatic, I think automatic enrollment in all retirement plans is is gonna be a thing now. Um, That's also part of the the SECURE Act. So if your employer offers a 401k plan, you're automatically enrolled in it until you opt out. And there's an automatic 1% increase Until you opt out. Now, that one won't start immediately either because it's going to take some real IT support to to get that into these 401k plans and all kinds of rules might have to change. But that's one of the biggest um, things that we've seen that that makes people successful is that it it happens automatically, right? You don't have to go go online and find your virtual HR person and try to figure out the forms. Anybody who works for an employer that has a, a employer-sponsored plan is, is going to be able to. Um, it will be automatically enrolled, which is pretty cool.
1: Have you found anybody that comes to you and says, I don't really want to have that money taken out of my salary and get the tax benefit? I have not. Hmm? I have not. I, I wouldn't think so. Right. But for somebody listening, he say, well, what if? All yeah. Right. We, we answered the what if without mm-hmm. spending a lot of time.
0: No, they, um, I, I don't get a lot of people who, who say that. I get a lot of people um, I, I've met over my career, a lot of people who are worried that they can't live without it. And the solution to that is let's just start small. I've met a handful of people over my career that are just a little suspicious of things they don't understand. And if you didn't grow up with investments, if you didn't grow up with, um, you know, uh, Aunt Sophie who is the smart smart one in the in the family who kind of um, took you aside and said look this how this how the real world works um, I can understand that but it's I, I think it's just a matter of sharing information There's one more um, weird little thing that's cool um, that came from the Secure Act that I didn't see coming um, you know how they call that extra money that people 50 and older can put in um a retirement plan, the catch-up right. provision. Mm-hmm. Well, now people ages 60 to 63 get to catch up even more. What? What was up with that? Okay, so, I, um, I think that's great. And again, it, some people will do it for the tax advantage. Some people will do it because they really didn't have an opportunity to save when they they were younger. But it's such a specific thing. It's effective in 2025. Anybody between the ages of 60 and 63 can put in at least 10000 more as an extra catch up or 50% higher than the regular catch up provision. So, right now, the regular catch up pr- provision is $7,500. So, you know, right, it, but it, because it has an automatic inflation kind of built in, um, people get this extra little boost. Sometime. That's a chunk of change. It's a chunk of change. And I know, and, and I, I can imagine that there are some people who are thinking, uh-huh, that doesn't help me at all. I mean, where the heck am I gonna get that money, right? Um, that kind of money, if you keep um, um, saying I, I can put in more, yeah, well, I can't, right? I'm, I'm, I, I can't live day to day and put in more. And I understand that, but the world changes and life changes and every day is a little different. Just make sure that right now you're putting in as much as you can. And it, since it's January, is there any opportunity for you to put in a little bit more if you need to? Right? Some people don't need to. Some people are already doing a great job. But I think this will get used more as a tax-saving strategy um, by people seeing it.
1: And how many walk out after looking at your presentation when, when they meet with you? Come back.
0: You mean a client?
1: Yeah. I mean, with all due respects, I would assume it's 100% stay. But, but we,
0: we, um, people take, people who seek out a financial planner, um, want, they want to pay somebody for professional advice. So they get advice, right? That they're, they're looking for. We're self selected. It's not like somebody had to come, um, and check a box. So, um, yeah, no, we 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 like to solve problems for
1: clients. Well, see, I see it a little bit from the other side. Why do I have to pay to have my tax return prepared? Yeah, your uh,
0: your business model's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, why is it so much? Not that it is, um, okay. and and then most of the time you could say, well, you know, we got to do this, we have to do that, we have to have the best computers, you know, uh, uh, you know, have to be available anytime you call. Da 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 da. And I would say. Ninety-five percent of them say, "Oh, I didn't," you know, because oftentimes they're not business savvy, right, um, or investment savvy. Uh, not that I'm so smart in either, but uh, I I've bumbled through anyway. So let's see, Andrew. What do we got? Five minutes? Andrew okay. says five minutes.
0: I think we can talk about um, number seven there. Okay. The, is
1: Everyone wants to know about how to allocate their TSP. That one,
0: yeah. Okay, I think everybody does want to know that. Yeah, it,
1: it, it, is it best to set it and forget it, or is it important to make changes as the market continues? Conditions change.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's a, a great question because um, it it's so distracting the way we get our news these days. It's you know we're, we're flooded with drama and bad and divisive language, no matter what the topic is, when when the news comes in, it gets our attention. But then as a person of common sense, it makes me kind of think I should be taking that information and doing something with it. And the fact of the matter is while you're an employee and looking at your thrift savings plan, probably the best thing you can do is set it and forget it. Because even though, the market's down. Oh my, what a year we, we had. You actually, if you're employed, were buying all the way through that. It's like the best time to be buying um stocks that we've seen in a long time was 2022, right? So the the um the idea with accumulating wealth is basically being very clear about when you are most likely to spend the money and if it's not anytime soon. We use the stock um, funds in choices in the thrift savings plan, some combination of the CS and I funds. Some people will want a little peace of mind money in that G fund. Some people getting a little closer to actually starting to spend, start to build up money in that G fund. But for the most part, you can really set it and forget it while you're employed and constantly buying, right? Um, it, it's very different answer when it comes to being a retired person. When you're a retired person and you have all your money in the stock market and it's down double digits, you've got to understand that you got to just leave it there and and wait it out, right? Yeah. That, that right? Setting it forgetting it might be uh, and the other thing I find with my retired clients is that they're um, sometimes kind of out of nowhere. They're getting um, a change, a life, a personal change. So I find that when we're managing portfolios, yes, we're managing portfolios based on market conditions, right? Right? If we think the trend is this way, we might take a little bit um, and set it aside. If not, we'll we'll put it in. But it's the personal changes, too.
1: As usual, I've done a disservice to you. I get so wrapped around listening to you, I forget we need to know how to get in touch with Schaefer Financial.
0: Don't worry about that. We can Bob, cut and paste this. I'm, I'm Googleable, right? It's uh, the only thing you have to remember is how to spell Schaefer, and that's every letter you can put in it: S C H A E F F E R. Karen Schaefer in Rockville, Maryland, and we still answer our phone: 301-333-5550. Yes.
1: And you, or um, uh, you're not 24 seven. People don't call you in the middle of the night, but you know, do you do respond to the calls? Yes. And, yeah. yeah, not a worry. Okay, uh, Andrew says we have what, one minute. <laughs> no well, worries. Wrap up.
0: No, I can do that. So, um, if I wanted to bring it back to New Year's resolutions, right? If you thought you were in pretty good shape, the uh, the New Year's resolution is to be grateful and enjoy what you've been able to do. But go ahead and squeeze in another little bit of money into your thrift savings plan because those amounts are, are up. If you're already retired, hey, take a little look at this uh, 2.0 uh, SECURE Act and make sure that you understand those required minimum distribution rules are changing in your favor. So uh, I just like to encourage people to look for the best in the, the years to come because I think it's going to be good.
1: Why, thank you. I think we're about a millisecond out of time, but um, it's been great having you.
0: It's always my pleasure. Thanks, Bob.
1: righty, And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP and sponsored by WAPA. Please tune in next Monday at 10 a.m. for a topic solely devoted to you, the federal employee. This show can also be heard on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search for your benefit. Thanks for listening.